0: Apple 1 to iTunes 10.6. The story of how Apple grew from a traditional business to a major player in the internet economy. Critics thought Steve Jobs was being pedantic, insisting that the iPhone box should be easy to open. But accessibility has always been key to Apple's market expansion. The early Apple computers brought computing out of the hobbyist clubs and into homes, and on many levels, the first Macintosh was revolutionary in expanding the personal computing market by introducing the mouse and encouraging free thought. The iPod or iTouch, iPhone and iPad are all a natural progression in making computing and by extension the internet attractive and accessible to a larger market. The integration of iTunes into their product line demonstrates how Apple has effectively harnessed the network economy, the long tail, the attention economy and the gift economy to place Apple as a market leader in digital consumption. In 1975, boosted by the release of the Altair 8800 microcomputer in kit form, hobbyists formed groups where they could meet and exchange knowledge and parts. Steve Wozniak had been designing his own computer over several years and was happy enough just showing it to friends at the Homebrew Computer Club in Palo Alto. His friend Steve Jobs believed that Wozniak's computer could be sold to a larger market. Jobs and Wozniak formed Apple Computer on April 1, 1976 and juggled finances and resources to fill local orders for the Apple I. The cheap and user-friendly Apple II was launched at a local computer fair in 1977. Its plastic case and color graphics were a first for personal computing and the company took off. Three years later the Apple III was launched. Apple began to export, employed a workforce of several thousand, and investors took up positions on the board. In 1981, IBM released their first PC and quickly dominated the PC market. Sales weakened in a saturated market and Apple let go of 40 employees. Jobs realised that Apple needed a proper CEO to compete with IBM and wooed John Scully from Pepsi-Cola to be the new Apple CEO. John Scully focused on product, but Steve Jobs believed the future was really in software. In 1982, the word Internet was used for the first time. In January 1984, four companies ran ads for their new computers during the Super Bowl, but it was Apple's bold ad for the Macintosh that went viral. It was recorded and shared on home VCRs and featured on the evening news broadcasts. Apple's message was viewed as a landmark in gender and in individual empowerment. Later that year, the domain name system was established with the network addresses identified by extensions such as .com, .org and .edu. At this time, the internet was a network between government, academics and contractors, so .com was probably short for company rather than commercial, and commercial activity on the internet was yet to be sanctioned. Symbolics.com became the first .com registration on the internet on March 15, 1985. Despite the promising release of the Macintosh the previous year, 1985 was a bleak year for Apple, and they posted their first loss. There were no product upgrades in 1984, so demand dropped considerably, and supply chains were overloaded. Although Apple was beginning to curate a niche market in desktop publishing, overall, their products struggled to compete against other players. After much political infighting, Steve Jobs left Apple to form Next Computers. Consumer confidence dipped, and Apple was forced to release another 20% of their workforce. In 1987, the sales were boosted by the release of the Macintosh 2, and Apple registered the 64th domain name on the web, apple.com. In 1989, dial-up internet access became available for consumers, and Tim Berners-Lee released the World Wide Web on a next computer Both these events would prove important for the development of internet commerce in the following years. By 1990, the market was saturated with PC clones, and in May, Microsoft released Windows 3, which could run on almost any clone. By keeping the license for OS, Apple isolated itself in the market. The industry was measured by who had the most open system, that was adopted by most companies. Microsoft became the industry standard, Mac became a niche. In 1991, the University of Minnesota released point and click navigation, which was significant in making it easier for people to use the web. The National Science Foundation lifted us restrictions on the com- commercial use of the internet, allowing businesses to trade there. By 1993, web traffic accounted for only 1% of internet traffic, but the release of the web browser mosaic incited a rush of excitement and commercial activity unprecedented in the history of the net. In 1994, as initial commerce sites began to establish themselves on the web, Apple began to license its operating system to a select few companies. By 1995, Apple was in trouble again, with $1 billion in back orders and without the parts to build them. Meanwhile, Microsoft released Windows 95, which mimicked Apple's competitive edge, the graphic user interface. Apple posted a $68 million loss in January 1996 and then a $740 million loss the next quarter. In December, Apple bought Steve Jobs' company, Next, and brought Jobs back as a consultant. When Jobs beca- became Apple's interim CEO the following July, Apple was only 90 days away from insolvency. Apple's ret- sorry, Jobs' return marked a significant change in Apple's direction. Whilst other companies looked to protect their history, Jobs looks, looked towards the future. The unwieldy product range was pared down to just four computers. 4,000 middle managers were fired, factories and warehouses were closed, and production was contracted out. Rather than compete with Microsoft, they formed an alliance part of which was to allow greater compatibility across virtual machines. Apple bought out the clones that were undercutting them and the Mac OS licenses from Motorola and IBM. Apple started selling direct over the phone and over the web. In 1998, the final stages to privatizing the Internet backbone were completed and the commercial potential of the Internet was beginning to be realized. The Apple Store was the third largest e-commerce site on the web, and Apple was profitable, game. The new iMac held the excitement of the Internet and the simplicity of Macintosh, and was enormously popular. By 1999, 150 million people were online, and e-commerce was the new way to trade. But the Internet also made it easy to share files, such as music, without providing a legal way to do so. College student Sean Fanning developed Napster, a user-friendly application that specialised in sharing music files across the internet, regardless of copyright infringements. By this stage, a flood of businesses had gone online, but often without a clear business plan or revenue model. By March 2000, investment capital dried up, overinflated stock values collapsed, and the dot-com bubble burst. With a solid business plan and a reputation for quality and, in- and innovation, Apple survived the dot-com bubble, although sales were slow throughout the industry, and they posted a loss for the first time in three years. Again, Apple responded by looking towards the future, and purchased the new MP3 player software SoundJam MP. On January 9, 2001, the SoundJam software was released under a new name, iTunes, and was downloaded by more than a million users in just a few months. It was released as free software, but more importantly, it provided a platform for further profits. In response to the slowing down of the technology industry, Apple addressed the boom in personal electronic devices, developing Mac-only applications that added value to these devices, iMovie, iDVD and iTunes. Apple's aim was to make the Macintosh the digital hub in the new digital life. As other companies moved online, Apple increased its brand awareness by opening more stores across the US, selling third party digital lifestyle products. In October, the first iPod release diversified Apple away from computers, and yet, with iTunes 2 built in, customers would discover that the iPod worked best when paired with a Macintosh. Meanwhile, the Ninth US Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco ruled that. Napster was violating copyright laws and ordered it to stop distributing copyrighted music. In 2002, Apple produced the first flat-panel personal computer, the iMac, and the subscription-based service DotMac, encouraging users to use the Internet for data management. Apple's new generation of iPods were cheaper, had greater capacity, and were more compact iTunes 3 came out with Windows support, but users were forced to access it through an inferior app, which served to advertise the sleeker iTunes interface. New features included track ratings, support for audible audiobooks, track tags, and smart playlists. By 2003, illegal music downloads were estimated at 2.6 files each month, but in April, Apple entered the digital music market releasing iTunes Music Store in the iTunes 4 sidebar menu. The store held over 200,000 songs, searchable and legally available at 99 cents each. One million tracks were sold in the first week. The songs were only available on Apple products. In October, Apple finally released iTunes for Windows, allowing easy integration of iTunes and iPods for Windows users. In their first year, iTunes sold over 70 million songs, claiming 70% of the market of legally downloaded music. iPods were no longer luxury items, but part of the modern lifestyle. It is also the year when online spending reached a record high, $117 billion in 2004, a 26% increase over 2003. Over the next couple of years, Apple's modest hardware product line reflects a focus on iTunes-compatible items and software updates, focus on expanding the digital storefront with gift coupons, customer reviews and recommendations, music videos, Pixar shorts, television shows and movie rentals. In 2007, Apple Computers changed its name to simply Apple Inc. to reflect its diversification. The release of the long-awaited iPhone further extended Apple's dominance in the market, allowing users to download music and apps directly onto their device. Further iTunes upgrades use the web to aggregate knowledge and recommend and share content both with other iTunes users and across the social networks. Throughout their history, Apple have always focused on integrating software and hardware for an optimal user interface. With a market net worth, of $539 billion. Apple Inc. is the largest company in the world by market capitalization and is more profitable than Microsoft and Google combined. Dominant as a leader in digital entertainment through its iTunes store, Apple has certainly taken advantage of the gift, network and attention economies, whilst also benefiting from their long-tail economies. However, It is also important to note that Apple's success has always been built on innovation and seamless integration. Perhaps Apple's ultimate success lies in how it has developed a symbiotic relationship between its online sales and its offline sales. Retaining the best of the traditional business paradigms while taking advantage of the unique affordances of the internet economy.